Welcome to our service on the second Sunday of Epiphany. My name is Jess and I'm the vicar here at St. Anne's Tottenham. We're here in partnership with Sanctuary Mental Health Ministries. Jesus Christ is King of it. He lives his life in us for the sake of the world. Jesus is alive today. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Welcome in the name of Christ. God's grace, mercy, and peace be with you. The grace of God has dawned upon the world through our Savior, Jesus Christ, who sacrificed himself for us to purify a people as his own. Let us confess our sins. God, be gracious to us and bless us and make your face shine upon us. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. May your ways be known on earth. 
your saving power among the nations. Christ, have mercy. You, Lord, have made known your salvation and reveal your justice in the sight of the nations. Lord, have mercy. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life through Jesus Christ our Lord. A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah, chapter 49, verse 1 to 7. Listen to me, O coastlands. Pay attention, you peoples from far away. The Lord called me before I was born. While I was in my mother's womb, he named me. He made my mouth like a sharp sword. In the shadow of his hand, he hid me. He made me a polished arrow in his quiver, he hid me away, and he said to me, you are my servant, Israel, in whom I will be glorified. But I said, I have labored in vain. I have spent my strength for nothing and vanity. Yet surely my cause is with the Lord and my reward with my God. And now the Lord says, who formed me in the womb to be his servant, to bring Jacob back to him, and that Israel may be gathered to him. For I am honored in the sight of the Lord, and my God has become my strength. He says, it is too light a thing that you should be my servant to raise up the tribes of Jacob and to restore the survivors of Israel. I will give you as a light to the nations that my salvation may reach to the end of the earth. Thus, says the Lord, the Redeemer of Israel and his Holy One, to one deeply despised, abhorred by the nations, the slave of rulers. Kings shall see and stand up, princes and they shall prostrate themselves because of the Lord who is faithful. The Holy One of Israel, who has chosen you. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I have not hidden your saving help within my heart. I have spoken of your faithfulness and your salvation. I have not concealed your steadfast love and your faithfulness from the great congregation. Do not I, O Lord, withhold your mercy from me. Let your steadfast love and your faithfulness keep me safe forever. For evil have encompassed me without number. My iniquities have overtaken me until I cannot see. They are more than the hairs of my head, and my heart fails me. A reading from the Gospel according to Luke. Now when Jesus returned, the crowd welcomed him, for they were all waiting for him. Just then there came a man named Jairus, a leader of the synagogue. He fell at Jesus' feet and began pleading with him to come to his house, for he had an only daughter, about 12 years old, and she was dying. 
As he went, the crowds pressed in on him. Now there was a woman who had been suffering from a flow of blood for 12 years. And though she had spent all she had on physicians, no one could cure her. She came up behind him and touched the fringe of his cloak and immediately her flow of blood stopped. Then Jesus asked, who touched me? When they all denied it, Peter said, Master, the crowds are hemming you in and pressing against you. But Jesus said, Someone touched me, for I noticed that power had gone out from me. When the woman realized that she could not remain hidden, she came trembling and falling down before him. She declared in the presence of all the people why she had touched him and how she had been immediately healed. He said to her, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. This is the word of the Lord. As we turn to this well-known encounter with Jesus, which appears in three of the Gospels, we see two people, one who faces an immediate and pressing crisis, and the other who faces a chronic, unfixable problem. To begin, we hear that Jesus has been called to Jairus' home with urgency. And what do we know of Jairus? We only know of him from this story, but we can make certain assumptions of him as the synagogue leader. Think of him as powerful, influential, and at this point of encounter, someone in the direst of need. Jairus may be someone who is used to getting almost every kind of problem solved, but he's encountered a situation where he is at the end of his own resources. There's huge urgency, deep desperation, and for us, as we reflect, a moment perhaps of recognition that whatever our apparent privilege, these moments of deep suffering render us all helpless. En route to attend this call, Jesus encounters someone who is the very opposite of Jairus in terms of privilege. As a woman, she had none of the status of a man with this level of power and she would have encountered deep stigmatization as a result of her condition, which was life-limiting in multiple ways. Not least, she would not be able to leave the house regularly, and she would not be able to be part of the worshiping community in any conventional sense at the temple. She's taken a huge risk at this moment just by being out. And this timing of the encounter of all timings, Jesus is on a life or death mission why would he choose to pause given the urgency of this call and her apparent low status? Here, and in many other healing encounters that Jesus has in the Gospels, we see a reversal of the expected. He is the one who challenges it with the values of the upside down kingdom. James Finley, the psychologist and spiritual teacher, has an evocative description of the people Jesus heals that resonates deeply with me. Jim Finley says, that the people Jesus heals have one thing in common, that they see themselves as walking mistakes. Perhaps we know people like that, and perhaps on the tougher days we can even relate to that self-image ourselves. What goes on to happen in the healing encounter is quite different to Jesus's other healings. The woman's suffering causes her to break a societal taboo, meaning she initiates contact with Jesus by touching him the healing itself happens without Jesus' apparent initiative, 
And yet, in this briefest of interruptions, when Jesus responds, he offers something truly profound. Daughter, he says. A gentle word for her, but also a naming. A word of belonging. A word that pushes aside the taboo of both her actions in that moment and the status her society has placed upon her. And ultimately, a word that restores her into the community. She is invited no longer to see herself as a walking mistake. Your faith has healed you. In his time given to her in the midst of a clear and urgent mission, we see a profound truth. When it comes to who belongs in Jesus' eyes, there's no difference between those considered important and powerful and those considered to be on the outside and powerless. In this situation, the powerful person had to wait, even though in this instance they had a dire need. I'm reminded that there are multiple ways we can think of ourselves or indeed others as, as walking mistakes. And this may be when life has gone tragically wrong through a series of losses, when we've faced failure, when we faced our limitations, perhaps practically or morally. Or it could be that there's a bigger wound we carry which goes beyond circumstance. There may have been significant gaps in our family of origin and part of us might not feel at home, even unwanted or overlooked. And for some people who live with long-term mental health challenges, an experience might be something like this, that actually the challenge of living with a situation like that cuts to the very heart of who you are. And if you picked up the message from your community that your inner core is sick, and then you start to believe it, you no longer have a mental health challenge, you are a mental health challenge. And I'm sure we can see how problematic that is. One point of learning for many of us in the pandemic was that we can all be impacted by mental health challenges. We recognised that without the usual things in place to support us, life quickly became challenging. And whilst we saw a normalising of language around anxiety and depression, many of us were experiencing things as being a very, very difficult time whilst we managed the losses around us and life shifted so radically. These experiences even now may have been things that we've brushed off or they might still be with us. Either way, it's worth reflecting on those experiencing vulnerability as we seek to respond to others who may not have all that they need. If there are those among our number who might suspect they are the equivalent of a walking mistake, what a thing it would be to aim to be that community where the louder voice is that we are daughter or son. It can be easy to see people as a problem to be fixed, and at times that's understandable. We all have that response when we feel the needs that are presented are more than we can reasonably meet. And let's be honest, other people's stuff can be really uncomfortable. Yet choosing to see each one as a daughter or son means that our response is informed by away from seeing the problem first. Caroline House, the poet, asks this. I want to know if you can sit with pain, mine or your own, without moving to hide it, or fade it, or fix it. We should take care not to define all people living with a mental health challenge as people that always struggle. Of course, some might, but who wants to be defined by that part of their human experience? 
It's important to remember that we will all face times of challenge and struggle, and at times life struggles cut to the core of our wounds. And actually, I think there are times in our lives when we all need to know that whatever is going on, however difficult or dark, knowing that the person in front of us will choose to see us first as a son or a daughter, rather than perhaps a walking mistake, could be the very route to our own healing and restoration. And joining in church, joining in community, means that we all have a part to play. And in the naming of the woman as daughter, Jesus welcomes her into the community once again. And he says, I'm calling you to be part of this. And the kingdom is the place where our gifts are there to be given and received, all of us. So as each one of our community gathers, and we face these immense challenges at this time, let us be the ones who choose to respond to Jesus' invitation to see ourselves and one another as son or daughter. Let us declare our faith. We believe in God the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named. We believe in God the Son, who lives in our hearts through faith and fills us with his love. We believe in God the Holy Spirit, who strengthens us with power from on high. We believe in one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. We now have the hymn, The Lord is Gracious and Compassionate. The Lord is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and rich in He's gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and rich in Compassionate, slow to anger. 
I found my way to St Anne's, or I prefer to say that the Holy Spirit led me from a mental health ward in St Anne's Hospital, which is literally just down the road from here. Um, I was on a mental health ward and a Christian group from another church, not this one, came and visited me. And there was just something about them. It, was, it reminded me of the piece, I think it's in Matthew, where Jesus said, you came and visited me. I was in prison, I was sick and you visited me. And that's how I think of it. And I was really deeply, deeply touched by that experience. And I felt, um, well, where do I go from here? And I'd never been baptised as a baby or an adult, and I decided that I was convicted of the need for a new, a new start. So I wandered, I wandered in this direction <laughs> and got through the door, and I was made so welcome. And I think because of the church, this church's location, there was some kind of experience with people coming from that direction. And um, I have had so much support from my church, what I consider to be my church family here at St Anne's. You know, I've been, you know, when I've had, um, my diagnosis is schizoaffective disorder and it's relapsing and remitting. And when I've relapsed, I have just felt lifted up and supported by people who have visited me, phoned me, the sheer Christian love that I have experienced has made a wonderful difference. In the darkest moments, when I feel completely alone, I know, I might not be aware of it at the time, but at a very deep level, I know that Jesus has been through much more than I've ever suffered. He's been to the dark places. He's been to hell. And he came through it and he came back. He came back to us and he's coming back for us. And I know at some level that I can't really explain very well that he is there. In the power of the Spirit and in union with Christ, let us pray to the Father. Almighty God, as we reflect on your example to us through Jesus, to see ourselves as sons and daughters, fully welcome and embraced by the loving God, help us to extend that welcome to those who need it the most in this time of the year. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Creator God, we pray for the people throughout the world where life is fragile. We remember those impacted by war and conflict, flooding or drought, and those living with sickness or in poverty. We pray for the creation you've given us and ask for your help in making wise choices in our care of it. We pray for people in communities across the world who are finding life difficult due to the increase in energy prices and are struggling to meet their basic needs. Please guide us 
to respond in generosity and wisdom. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for each local church and wider community we represent. Help us to be your hands and feet in places where we can see the greatest need and equip us for the task. Help us to draw from your strength and love in our service. We pray that the love we receive from you might overflow into the lives of others. Lord God, you invite us to be collaborators with you as you build your kingdom here on earth, where no contribution is wasted. We thank you for every local example of service to our communities and ask for your provision, guidance and blessing. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Loving God, we thank you for the lives you give us and pray for those who face daily struggles at this time. We remember those who face illness and isolation as they bear these difficulties. We pray for those who do not know the closeness of community they long for. Presence yourselves with those who need to know the depth of your love and equip us to see those who may be unseen. In a moment of quiet, we remember those known to us who need your help today. Father, we ask for your closeness for all we remember, asking for your comfort and peace to be present with them today. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Loving God, we remember those who have recently died and those who have passed at this time of the year. Be close to those who are in the depth of grief and comfort them with the promise you will never leave them and the knowledge of the coming resurrection. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Merciful God, who by sending Jesus to us, left us with the commands to love one another. Equip us as we look beyond this time together into the weeks ahead. Help us to be your servants, rooted and grounded in love. Merciful Father, accept these prayers for the sake of your Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen. Almighty God, in Christ you make all things new. Transform the poverty of our nature by the riches of your grace. And in the renewal of our lives, make known the heavenly glory. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who is alive and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. And gathering all our prayers together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever and ever, amen. May the peace of God which passes all understanding. Keep your hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of God and of his Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, and the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be with you and remain with you always. Amen. Go in peace to love and serve the Lord. In the name of Christ. Amen. Amen.